Do I regret doing my first book through a publishing house? No. Did I learn from it? Yes. Was that one of the reasons why I decided to self-publish for my second book? Definitely. Hola, ¿cómo están? Espero que muy bien. As you know, I am a poet and I have a book out now, The Plants Are Burning, but this is my second book. The first one, Girasol, was published through a publishing house in the Bay Area. The second one, I'm doing all by myself. And I've gotten a lot of questions on social media about, you know, my experience with the publishing house, the difference between, you know, having the help of a whole team publishing your book versus doing it by yourself as I'm doing it now. And today is your lucky day. You may get some of those answers, hopefully. There's actually a video, a couple of videos back that you can listen to about how I was able to get Girasol published through a publishing house if you want to listen to it and catch up a little bit. Now, a little background story. So I've been posting my work on social media platforms since 2014. I started on Tumblr and then went through, you know, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and now TikTok. And a lot of my audience now the people that support my work and read my poems are fairly new because I como que apenas estoy viendo pues el, el fruto de mi trabajo so uh, a lot of people don't know about my experience with my first book some people didn't even know that I already had a first book out and es como todo una hay demasiado de qué hablar y ni siquiera sé si lo voy a hacer bien, si va a estar todo revuelto todo esto, pero lo voy a intentar. So, people didn't know that I had a first book and so now that I, I explained that I, do have, I did have a first book, people are asking me, you know, about my experience with a publishing house because I know that as an artist myself, I know that that seems intimidating, you know, reaching out to agencies or editoriales, publishing houses, I don't know how it works. Luckily, I had the privilege of having that kind of, I didn't have to go and look for someone. I just, I won a writing contest and the prize was that, getting published. But also people keep asking me if I will restock my first book, when am I restocking it? And what I will explain in this episode will kind of answer your question and give you an insight as to why it's taken me this long to restock. And before I go on with this episode and I talk about my experience and what I wish I had known, the takeaways from it, I want to say that I do not want to create this episode to bash anybody or disrespect anybody. It had taken me this long to answer the question about my experience because I was trying to figure out a way to talk about it without feeling like I was que me estaba quejando de alguien because I don't want it to be that way I don't want to complain I want to say that I am grateful that I had that opportunity I am grateful that my work was given a chance que fue recibido con brazos abiertos and I am grateful more than anything because I know not any it's es no es algo que vemos todos los días como un artista no todos los días se te da esa oportunidad y por eso siempre voy a estar agradecida. 
pero a la misma vez también hay cosas que pues que aprendí y there's always room for improvement in myself in the communities that we're in the spaces that we're in and I always I am a firm believer that the only way that someone can be better is through feedback and through learning from past mistakes but at the same time I also feel like as a woman as a Mexican artist living in the U.S. as a person of color, I don't think that we should ever just settle for our work being accepted. And that just because we are given an opportunity in a society that applauds mediocrity and whiteness and considers Eurocentric authors, classical authors, I don't think that we should just be grateful for an opportunity just take it and be quiet about it you know what I mean estoy agradecida claro que sí pero a la vez siento que también tengo derecho como artista a decir si me hubiera gustado algo pues de una mejor manera I hope that I'm making sense dude me trying to word this in a way that I don't hurt anybody When I am the one who was hurt, this is, esta soy yo, este es un resumen, todo esto que han, que han escuchado hasta ahorita, this is a representation of me, this is me trying to cater to other people's feelings when I'm trying to express my own. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, ya que chingue su madre, voy a decir lo que tengo que decir, que soporte quien puede soportar y quien no, pues ni modo, no soportaron. Okay, so I am first going to start with my experience with my first publishers, what I wish I had known, what I would have done differently, and just my experience overall. And again, this is my truth, and these are my feelings, this is my story, this is the way that I was perceiving it as the artist, as the author of the book. So if you listen to my episode about my first published book, you know that I was able to get this because I won a writing contest, Lucha Libro. So I win the contest, they announced that I was the winner, and as soon as I get off the stage after giving my little speech, <laughs> según yo, um, Juliana, the host of the, the organizer of the event, of the contest, grabs me by the hand and they take me to see my publishers. And they were like, let me introduce you to your publishers. And to me, imagínense esto, yo tengo 22, 23 años. Uh, the first time that I won a writing contest was in sixth grade. That is also another episode. Um, an essay contest. I got $500 and that was it. And this is my second writing contest that I win. And the prize was having my book published. Imagine this. You are fresh out of college. And your dream has been to have your book published since you were little. And at 22, 23 you get the news that you will have your book published. Imagínense yo cómo me sentía. I remember telling everybody at that moment that I I was in shock because it was something that I had not imagined. I knew that I was going to have a book published and I always knew that I was going to do that by my 30s, late 30s. Pero a los 22 no manchen, apenas acaba de salir de la universidad, estaba endeudadísima. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do much with my degree. You know, just things. 
as someone who was very self-critical. So I was so excited. Juliana took me to meet my publishers. They were all super nice, super kind. It was just a dream to me. And I am not going to say names just because I am not ready for it. Maybe I will in the future. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But this all happened in the Bay Area. So when this all happened, before the contest happened, the authors that wanted to participate in it were supposed to send their work that they were supposed to send a collection that was ready to publish so that they could be considered because of the price of the contest, which was publishing your book. <laughs> and parezco disco rayado, but anyways. Entonces yo mandé el... Like the manuscript for Girasol, but at the time it was not titled Girasol. Yo no le puse Girasol. The title for my book or for my manuscript, I guess, was Mi Amor Te Tuve Que Matar Antes De Que Tú Me Mataras A Mí. Which, for those of you who might not understand Spanish, was My Love, I Had To Kill You First Before You Killed Me. Algo así. Palabras más, palabras menos. That was the title that I wanted, and I already had a cover in mind too. I took the photos myself, and I chose the colors of the cover as well. They were red and yellow because if you have read my book, you know there's a lot of red and yellow because those were the colors that I was seeing at the time. I kept seeing them over and over, and I thought that they symbolized something because why wouldn't they? I'm a poet. I always find symbolismo en todo, no? <laughs> so... Ya tenía yo todo planeado. And I sent that manuscript. I was selected for the contest and I won. And then they asked me to send the work that I wanted to publish. And when I won the contest, como que me di cuenta de la seriedad, la gravedad del asunto. I had just sent, mi amor, te tuve que matar antes de que tú me mataras a mí. As you know, because I had that ready, because I ya lo tenía listo, pero no era algo, no, no sé cómo explicarlo, como que no lo veía como una realidad que en verdad se iba a poder publicar y que el mundo lo iba a poder leer. But when I won the contest and I saw the audience and I saw the judges and I met my publishers, me cayó el 20. I saw that it was a possibility that the work inside that manuscript would be seen and read by the whole world or at least by a large group of people, including my friends, my family. Siempre me da mucha pena que la gente que me conoce, este, pues lea mi trabajo, porque siento que mucha gente no conoce ese lado mío, ese lado, pues, ustedes saben si han leído mi poesía. So I started getting nervous, so then I sent the publishers three options, and I told them that I had other things that I could po possibly publish, And I wanted them to choose one, whichever one they liked. And I sent them, pues ese, que se convirtió en girasol. I sent them another one that was called Cromatismo, which I do want to publish eventually. And I also sent, I don't remember what else I sent, but I sent three. And I was really hoping they would choose the other two, not girasol. I was really hoping and praying. Y que me contestan en chinga que quieren girasol, that The moment that I sent it before entering the contest, they already knew since then that they wanted to publish that work because it was so significant, important, crucial for today's 
world and society. No me acuerdo ya ni qué dijeron. But they chose that one and they were sticking to that one. Y pues, ni modo. <laughs> and I vividly remember responding to the editor, the poetry editor of the book, responding when they chose Girasol. I let them know that I was very nervous about publishing that one and I was scared. Girasol was, and I think up to today, it has been one of the most personal and in intimate books that I have decided to release into the public. And it was because it was on, I wrote it on 2017. If you have listened to my other episodes or you've been following me, you know that I consider 2016, 2017 the worst, lowest points of my life. Era cuando había un desmadre en mi familia, en mi vida amorosa, económica, creativa, profesional, de todo. So that book is a representation of myself then. The way that I was just not myself. I was very dissociating. I was dissociating a lot and I was, no quería vivir. I was suicidal. I had to create and make up this identity this like alter ego that wasn't myself so that I would not take my life así se las pongo so the way that I was writing was very very dark and graphic and it was almost like a cry for help too so I was scared I was scared of publishing that not so much for people that didn't know me for the general public but for my family I was scared of my mom reading that because my mom had no idea of anything that I was going through in San Francisco. A lot of the things in my book, I didn't tell anyone about. I didn't tell my mom, my sister. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time. Everything, I kept it to myself because I felt guilty and ashamed and scared and misunderstood. And so I was scared to publish it. And I told the editor that I wasn't sure that I was ready to publish that because I just didn't know how people would react to it. And the editor was very kind and very nice and they told me that, you know, that it was okay and it was normal and expected to be nervous. It was, you know, my first book and the topic of it was a very heavy, personal and intimate one. And it was very raw and vulnerable and honest. And for those same reasons, it was that it needed to be published. Como que las mismas razones que me aterraban a mí eran las mismas razones por las cuales tenía que sacarlo al mundo. And somehow they convinced me, you know, my people pleaser self was like, you know what, if they love it, it must mean something. They're the ones who know. They're the publishers. What do I know? And maybe I am scared. Porque a veces sí me doy cuenta de que yo misma me pongo trabas. I am my... The, the only person that gets sabotage me is myself. And I am my worst critic. So sometimes I can, I can accept that I am the one who is preventing me from many things because I am scared. So I thought then that maybe that was that, what it was. That I was just scared and nervous and I just needed to take that leap. Tenía que lanzarme al precipicio y lo que tuviera que pasar, que tuviera que pasar. So I decided to go with it and trust them and trust myself that I had created something that was bigger than my own fears. 
and everything was you know it was going so well i was so excited because it was my first book i felt so understood and respected by the publishers and we had the meeting and i had brought in you know the manuscript that had a physical copy and I had photos of, I wanted to, I had the cover ready and I also had photos that I wanted to include internally. Like on the inside of the book that I took myself that had the colors yellow and red and some visuals that represented my books and the poems in it. And I remember one of the things that I think, I don't know if I regret it. Um... I don't think I regret it, but one of the things that I was kind of sad about is that they wanted to change the title of the book. So as you know, I chose Mi Amor Te Tengo Que Matar Antes De Que Tu Me Mataras A Mi, and I felt so strongly about that title, and they wanted to change it because they thought that it would be hard for people who didn't understand Spanish to be able to read it interpreted or understanding and it was also very long it was long so they wanted to change it to girasol and you may think like what like that has nothing to do with the title but i know why they chose girasol and it's because i in that book i referenced van gogh and his sunflowers a lot and i also use the sunflower as symbolism for what i was going through at the time so they chose girasol and I didn't say, I, I, I accepted it. I said, okay, that's fine because I do use, you know, girasol como simbolismo. But now that I think about it, I think that when you read girasol, and this is the thing about literature, people's interpretations are not the author's responsibility and it's kind of out of their control. Once your work is out in the public, people may interpret your work different than what you intended it to be. So me, as a reader perspective, if I see a book and it says girasol, I don't think that I will expect what is inside my book. And so now I'm thinking maybe we should have done another title because I also think that the people when I say girasol and when they buy girasol, people that may not know me from 2016, 2017, they might be expecting something else. But also I think, like I said, that is not my responsibility and it's out of my control. So... Going back to the title, they wanted that title, and I said, okay. And then I showed them the images that I wanted to include in the book that were red and yellow. And they also said they weren't so sure about them because the colors were very bright, and they weren't sure how the eye of the you know, customer reader would receive it. So I also said, okay, that's fine. We'll remove them. So then for the cover, if you know if you have my book or you've seen a photo of it, it's very different from what I initially had. It is now a royal blue and it has like um, sunflower, it has La Virgen de Guadalupe, blood orange, and this is how the cover works. So one of the publishers, he was a professor at an art school in San Francisco and he had told me that he could ask his students to create a cover for my book and then that we would choose um, the best one or the one that we liked or the one that we thought fit my book the most but I told them that I if I could please choose the cover artist myself because my book was very personal very intimate and it was 
I've always said that my books are a piece of my heart or a physical piece of me. So I thought it would be best if I chose someone that I knew or someone special to me. And they agreed. And I chose my cousin, Alexis. He is a he's a digital artist, but he majored in psychoanalysis. So I knew that he was a perfect person, not only because he's very special to me. We we are the same age. We are two months apart from my mom's side of the family. And we grew up together. He's an artist, too. He's been through a lot as well. But I knew because he had majored in psychoanalysis that he would be able to understand my book and kind of understand the vision that I had for the cover. So he read my book and we talked about it. We met up in Tijuana many times and he came up with the cover and the cover, I loved it. It's one of my favorite parts of the book. It even won an award from, I think it was like Sundress. It's a website and they do like awards for book covers and it won thanks to him. He did an amazing job. And I just share that story, that story of the meeting and the title on the cover to kind of give you a sense of what it is when you're working with a team. It's it's really difficult because you have so many eyes and so many minds working together and it's difficult and it's especially difficult for me that I have a very hard time articulating my feelings and my thoughts and opinions and verbalizing them, especially because I also shy away or try to avoid confrontation, even though not everything has to be a confrontation. I It's very hard for me to communicate my visions. I have, siento que todo lo tengo ya en mi cabeza. It's very clear in my head, but I can't communicate it. So it's very hard. It was very hard for me to work with a team, even though they were kind to me the whole journey throughout. And I also think that it might have been difficult for them because they, I was their first book. So before me, they published um, magazines and it was like, esas, esas revistas como que la gente manda su trabajo y luego lo publican todo. You know what I mean? It was like a, a collaboration magazine, I think. So I was their first book and that's why I also think it was a learning experience for both of us. And of course, because it was a, it was, you know, they were the publishing house, I was the author, we were on a contract for three years, and I had the option of renewing it at the end of the three years, and the contract was very clear, I read the entire contract, and I, I you know, I agreed with everything, because at that moment, to me, it was like, I should just be grateful that I'm getting this opportunity, and I, no, de, no debo ser mal agradecida y quejarme de algo o cuestionar algo porque estas personas saben lo que están haciendo y son las profesionales. You know, like, even then, at that moment, I saw them as the professionals and I was just a silly little artist that was, I thought that they were doing me a favor. So, another thing that I wish I had researched better or advocated for more was what I was getting from my book. So when I read the contract, I saw that I, as the author, was getting 20% and they were keeping 80% of my sales. And keep in mind, I think the book at first started being sold at 12 or 15, no me acuerdo, creo que 12. 
12 and then they lowered it to 10 so imagine how much I was getting from each book 20% and I remember when I read that I was like si me sacó de onda la verdad porque me quedé que pedo yo escribí todo esto me tardé tanto en escribirlo literal me causó hay lágrimas y sudor en este libro y solo me van a dar 20% so I remember reaching out to the main publisher and asking him about it and I was like hey so I read that I am only getting 20% of it and keep in mind that also my cousin was not getting paid for his cover for designing the cover because I had chosen him and he was family and I remember the main the publish the editor I mean told me that 20% was actually high because other publishing houses would give authors 10 to 15% for the work so that and because they advocate you know for authors of color and authors in the LGBT plus communities that they believe that authors should get more which is why they were getting 20% and at the moment I was like oh that's so nice like they're being so nice they're paying more than 10 15% to me as an artist that is so nice of them and I should just shut up already and be grateful that I got this opportunity And on the contract, it also stated that I would be getting paid for it every six months. So every January and every July, I would be getting a payment from them. But at the end, I discovered that I was not to get, I was not supposed to get access into the sales reports. So they were paying me whatever. And I, I trust them. I want to say that I trust them and I, I trust that they were honest. But in the end, when I requested a sales report from one of the bookstores, the bookstore told me that they couldn't because on the contract it stated that it was just between the bookstore and the publishers that I as an author did not get, you know, access to that. And so, me pagaban cada seis meses. And so I got published in 2018. From 2018 to 2019, I think the most that I made and I remember they didn't pay me one of the times and I reached out to one of the editors and everything was like through through messenger mostly we had the meetings we had a lot of meetings before publishing and there was also a person in the team in charge of you know like marketing and doing the publicity for the book and I was very happy about that because I was like well how am I gonna sell it like how am I gonna you know promote it but Basically, they told me since the beginning, don't worry, we got everything under control. And they did. They took care of everything. And I was just, I just provided the work, basically, the cover and the writing. And then they would take care of everything else. Which for me, at the time that I was 23, I was fresh out of college and I was working a retail job. To me, that was like, okay, perfect. I don't have to worry about anything. They got me. And so... That's what I thought. I also remember them telling me that if there was like an event that I wanted to do, a bookstore I wanted to have my book in, that I should let them know. Let them know first and then that we would decide as a team. But basically, they kind of had the last word. I couldn't just, if I wanted to do an event, I couldn't just go and do it myself without telling them. I had to let them know because there was a contract involved. And I remember they asked me to create a list of bookstores that I wanted my book in. 
And they had also told me that we were going to do a book tour around the West Coast, I believe. Yeah, because it was like um, L.A., the Bay Area, San Diego. And then I made the list of bookstores. Y yo me acuerdo que escogí un chingo. Yo me volé la barda. I chose bookstores in Tijuana, in San Diego, in L.A., San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley. I chose as many bookstores as I wanted because I was shooting for the stars. I was so excited. Y pregúntenme qué pasó con eso. Pregúntenme si hicimos el tour. Pregúntenme si mi libro lo pusieron en bookstores. Pregúntenme y les mando el emoji de payaso. Porque así quedé. Payasa quedé. And I want to say, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that that never happened. The book tour never happened. And my book was never in bookstores because as we know, in 2019, the pandemic started. Oh, I forgot to say, between 2018 and 2019, I think for a year that my book was out, I made $180. No me acuerdo, ustedes saben la cuenta. Do the math. So if I keep 20% and I only made $180, you do the math of how many books were sold in that, in that year. Yo ya la había hecho en mi calculadora, pero ya se me olvidó. But the answer pretty much is that not a lot of books were sold. If we had events in the Bay Area, I remember we had a reading in Oakland at a bar and we took, I think the the publishers took like seven books and they all sold out. Like I would sell books here and there per, in person, but I honestly, I don't know what they were doing, how they were promoting my book so that it wasn't selling. And then I remember that there was this event in Tijuana at this bookstore during the summer and someone had asked me oh my cousin because he knew the guy from the bookstore so my cousin asked me if I wanted him to talk to the owner of the bookstore so that I could have an event there and um, have my book there and I told the publishers I shared the idea I was so excited because I also wanted my baby to exist in Tijuana porque yo soy fronteriza y yo siempre voy a tener a Tijuana y Estados Unidos más bien Tijuana y San Diego conmigo porque son parte de mí so as much as I want my book to succeed in the U.S., I also want it to exist in Mexico. Porque no lo puedo olvidar, no lo puedo dejar, no me puedo desprender de México. And I shared the idea and then they... No hubo seguimiento, básicamente. Like they... I don't even remember what they said, but it never happened. And they they didn't say yes either. So it just, it never happened. And it was just very hard because I wanted so much for my book the moment that I won that contest and I was told that my book was being published I had so many hopes and dreams for it yo ya me veía así como la autora de Harry Potter en tour en Barnes and Nobles yo ya me soñaba pero no pasó and so that was that I I was just so sad to be honest, I was very sad and I was very disappointed because, and I was so frustrated, sentía una impotencia because there was only so much I could do because I was in this contract and like I said, they had the last word and I could only do so much. I could suggest ideas and I could suggest things that I wanted to do for my book, but they kind of were the ones who were going to decide. So then the pandemic started and that was out of their control and my control so nothing happened there was no traction with my book and I'm going to be honest I was just waiting for when our contract was going to be over so that I could just 
leave the contract or you know because it was ending so that I could just detach myself from that relationship and do what I wanted for my book by myself because I honestly felt that I could do so much for it on my own so much more so November came the third year of the contract and I asked them to I I emailed them right away because I was waiting for it and I told them that I was so grateful for the opportunity that they gave my book and in that moment when I sent that email initially I was kind of like I said I was sad I was disappointed and I was even a little bit angry because of I felt like they had forgotten about my book or that they didn't es, es que mi libro es como mi bebé imagínate tiene, alguien te está cuidando a tu bebé y promete tantas cosas y no se las dan lo dejan así arrumbado that's how I felt so I felt a little bit angry because my book had not been given the attention or the love and support that I knew it deserved for whatever reason I like I said this is my story and my, my truth so I'm only speaking from my own perspective and how I perceived it So I wanted to say so many things in the email, but I said, you know what, like, I am grateful. And even if all of this happened, I am sure it was also hard for them. And I'm sure it's also a learning experience for them. And I hope that for the next author, they learn from their relationship with me because I know that I have learned from my relationship with them and I will apply whatever I didn't feel satisfied with here. I will do it better on my own. So then on the email, I was just like, hey, like, I'm I'm very grateful. And I appreciate your love and support. And thank you for giving my book that opportunity. But I do not wish to renew the contract. And I remember I was so nervous. I was super nervous because I just, I didn't know what they were going to say. In that moment, I also didn't want them to be mad at me <laughs> for some reason. And no sé, me daba nervios. No sabía cómo iban a reaccionar. No sabía si ni siquiera me iban a pelar. Because for that year, we continued, to, like 2018 to 2019, we continued talking through Messenger and they paid me December. I remember they paid me December 2019 because they said, oh, for the holidays. And that's when they paid me the $180. And, um, and then um, after that, the pandemic started. And from that, like, 2019-2021 no communication at all it was like our relationship wasn't even there it was non-existent even though there was a contract involved and so I was just nervous about what they were gonna say and I remember they took forever to answer and I remember emailing the guy in charge of financials and telling him that I wanted to end the contract and that if I could you know get paid because they hadn't paid me in two years or like a year and a half so I told them hey like I sent a message and I want to end the you know not continue the contract if I could please get paid for these two years if I could get the rest of the books and get the rights of my book back to me because I was scared I was scared I remember now I was scared of the rights still belonging to them so eso era lo que más me importaba mi libro que yo tuviera el derecho de mi libro and they weren't answering y eso me puso más nerviosa and they weren't answering so then I remember I had to reach out to one of the editors on Facebook and I 
I remember writing like, hey, like I reached out to, you know, this person and I said that I don't want to continue the, you know, restart the contract and that I want to get paid for these past two years and I also want the rights of my work and I want the rest of my books back to me. I, can you please let them know? Y que me dejan visto. So he left me on scene and I was like, bro, like, are they going to, are they going to ghost me and are they going to steal my work or what? And then I I remember, because I had made this new Instagram, right? So my old Instagram was the one that I was using for that era of my life. This new Instagram that you see now, I started it, I think last year in maybe like March. And so I wasn't following them on Instagram. And then I remember going through their Instagram. And the only time they posted my book was during Hispanic Heritage Month of last year. Of course. Right. But I hadn't been paid. I, I don't know. I don't mean to sound rude. I'm just saying, like, imagine. Imagine what I'm feeling. So then they answer, finally, like a week later. And they tell me that... um they have a couple of books um, left that they are going to send it back to me, that they have to get some from the bookstore that they were selling them at, which I didn't know about. They never told me that they were selling my books in Berkeley and that they were going to pay me for this last two years or a year and a half. And I also asked them if they could please stop selling my book on their website because, you know, it's over. I wanted to sell it now on my own. And so we say, okay, and they were going to pay me through Venmo. And I was expecting, no estaba esperando la millonada, ¿verdad? Pero tampoco esperaba lo que me pagaron. I was expecting something because the first year they paid me 180, right? And so it happened like about two years. So I was expecting a little bit over $200. Guess how much they paid me? $40. $40 for the last two years. And keep in mind, I'm only getting 20%. So you do the math to see how many books they sold in two years. And that is because I believe that is because they didn't promote it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, whatever. I just want this contract to end. I just want my books back and I want my book off the website. And weeks passed and they weren't taking my book off their website. And this all happened during the time that I blew up on TikTok. And I was getting 100,000 followers and I was getting, I had my jewelry business and it was selling out. And I, this is my mental illness speaking. So I was like, I don't know if they saw that if I blew up on TikTok and people are asking for my book and people are requesting for a book and waiting for a book. And I don't know if this is why they don't want to take my book down or what, because how long does it take to take, to remove a book from a website? You know what I mean? Like literally just delete it. <laughs> So I sent another message and I was like, hey, like just checking in. I see that my book is still up on your website. Can you please take it down? And the person answered, oh, you know what? We have to talk to our website editor and they will take it down right away. And I was also like, can you, can I, can you, I also get my books back, please? And they were like, well, we have to wait for the bookstore to give them back and because they weren't answering me or giving me my answers or what I had asked for. I reached out to the bookstore directly because they have their email on their website 
and I asked them if they could please give me sales reports of my books. I wanted to see how many books they had sold and I wanted to see, um, you know, just just see because I am the author. I created this. This is my baby. I think I should have the right to see. And the bookstore answered that they like I said, that they couldn't that they could only communicate directly with the publishers and that I should communicate directly with the publishers as well. Ay, no. Yo creo que ahí se me cayeron el cien pelos. Se me cayeron, me salieron canas verdes. Fue todo un show. Y para quienes me seguían en ese entonces, you know what I, how much I struggled to get my book off their website and to get my books back. And once that all had happened, then all of a sudden my book was available on Amazon for double the price. Because at that time I was selling at 10. It was... At, they were selling it for 20 and they were selling it on this like Australian page for $40. And I remember seeing the Amazon one y como que me sentí algo. Algo en mi corazón me estaba diciendo que yo ya sabía quién lo estaba vendiendo en Amazon. Porque qué casualidad, no the timing of everything. And I reached out to the person that I was emailing back and forth with and I told them, hey, I saw my book is on Amazon and if it was you please take it down and if it wasn't that's fine but please take it down i don't want my book on amazon and i want to sell my book by myself and so what they answered was well anybody can sell a book on amazon i don't know if you remember when you were in college you can get textbooks from amazon so it is out of your control and there is no law against it perdón <laughs> I don't know like the way that they answered it was very passive aggressive and I was like okay that's fine so all I did was I told people to not buy my book anywhere that was in my website and I had a couple people leave reviews on the Amazon one like negative reviews and en chinga lo quitaron so ahí se los dejo a su criterio so that was the story of my first experience publishing a book some key takeaways is advocate for yourself and don't settle just because someone is giving you an opportunity especially if they are their culture is different than yours and they don't speak the language that you speak they don't understand the feelings that you feel because again their upbringing their culture might be different don't think that they're doing you a favor because they are not al contrario tú al crear algo tan hermoso tú le estás haciendo un favor a esas personas so do not settle do not stay quiet and advocate for yourself when you read a contract ask questions ask more questions and do your research like me when i saw the 20 percent versus you know like the 80 20 percent i i think i should have done more research and i should have asked for more and if they said no, pues ni modo, no soportaron. I think that at the moment I thought that I was in debt to them because I had won this contest and that was the price and I should be grateful because there were other contestants that didn't get that opportunity. But you know, you know what I'm saying? So ask questions, do your research and don't be like me. Don't avoid confrontation and I guess I should rephrase that. Like, don't think that not speaking up and not sharing your opinions and your thoughts and your feelings is avoiding confrontation. 
and that you're being a good person because you're not doing that no you should speak up for yourself and your work this is something that you worked so hard on that it should be appreciated and supported the way that you envision it y claro que siempre es bueno pensar con el corazón y tener el corazón en una mano y sentir y ser humano y ser vulnerable but at the same time it is also good to think with your head and be realistic and logical about things there are certain things that you can do with your heart and go with your heart but also listen to your gut and your brain once in a while <laughs> porque yo me fui con la viada de la emoción de que era mi primer libro de que alguien me estaba ayudando y apoyando y por esa misma razón pues me dejé llevar y me fui con todo lo que ellas me decían y pues nada that was my first experience and after all that I think la gota que derramó el brazo el vaso <laughs> perdón este was those emails that we sent at the end like how hard it was for me to get my books back and to get them to answer that I wanted to not continue the contract and how hard it was for me to get them to take my book off their website that I was like I do not want to deal with this anymore for my second book because I think but now thinking back I'm like I'm also sad at the fact that they didn't promote it and I'm sad at the fact that I was only getting 20% for something that was so hard to create and publish and yeah I think it was the whole experience overall that led me to not want to do everything by myself and I am and is it hard yes it's a very very hard because now I am in charge of everything you know what they were supposed to do like the they had a financial um person they had a marketing person they had an editor they had a publisher they had all these like como categorías and I am all of them now including the warehouse like I do the packaging too and like I said it is very hard and it is very time consuming and very stressful but I guess one of the pros is that I now rely on myself only and that if there's something that disappoints me or that I think should be better I work on it I talk to myself, I have meetings with myself, and I know what to do to be better, and I have, I, I could do whatever I want with my book, and I am also getting rightfully paid, I'm getting paid what I deserve, I set the price, and I, I am my partner in all of this. So, and at the beginning of this episode, I said, do I regret it? No, I do not regret the ex that experience because I, I honestly, every single thing that I didn't like or that I didn't fully enjoy or that I wasn't satisfied with, with that experience and with that publishing house, I have taken it and I have said to myself, okay, so how can I as my own publishing house do it better or how can I turn it around so that I am satisfied with it so I have learned from that and I also because they had people that were experts in their area like the person who was an expert in like marketing and promoting and all those different areas within the publishing house I also learned a little bit from them so this is something positive that I 
learn from their strengths and also the rooms for improvement as I'm sure like I said that they also learned from me maybe I wasn't the best artist that they published maybe I wasn't a great communicator maybe maybe they even wish that I had advocated for more or that I had asked for more I don't know I don't know how they perceive this but that is why I don't regret it because I think that if that had not happened I think that if I had had a very positive experience I wouldn't have self-published for the second book and I would have looked for another publishing house that would have you know reached their level of work and I wouldn't be having this experience that I'm having now which to me is so magical and so beautiful and an experience that I'll never forget not to mention that I wouldn't be getting paid 100% for my own work and I am a firm believer that everything every single thing that happens it happens for I don't want to sound cliche and I also want to say this does not apply to you know abuse I don't think abuse happens for a reason it shouldn't happen But things like this, I think that I went through this first experience with the publishers so that I could self-publish my second book because it was meant to be self-published as a way to tell myself and my inner child that, hey, you know, we can do this and we can do things by ourselves and we can research on our own and we, our dream is like a little plantita Y la regamos con amor, con determinación, con compasión y podemos crear algo hermoso. This is the way that I see it. I don't know, but I'm just grateful for both experiences. I'm grateful for the first one, regardless of how it ended. And I am grateful for the second one. So I hope that this answered some of your questions and I hope that this was an insightful, inspiring, entertaining story time. And I just want to say if you're an artist, believe in your work, um, believe in your community, believe in people out there that believe in your work, but also always trust your gut and always listen to your inner child first, to your future self first and advocate for them. And if whoever is in front of you does not want to listen or respect that, then they are not meant to be in your path, in your journey. Y pues ni modo, no soportaron. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.